The best moments for me in creation are the moments when I'm in flow alone or with friends creating something, but not thinking about how it's going to land, just being with it and enjoying it in the moment. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Get the Idea podcast. As we hit this mini milestone episode, I sit down with Chris and we talk about the experience so far in the creation of this podcast and specifically talk about the vulnerability of sharing your work and offer you some tips to help you find the confidence to put your own self and your work out there. I hope you enjoy. I wanted to talk to you today about your experience so far in the podcast, because right now this marks the halfway point in season one for you. And there's been a lot of stuff that's come up and I've seen you go through a roller coaster of emotions, but continue to, I don't want to say the word push through, because I think that's too aggressive. It's more stay on the path and by staying on the path, it's actually been energizing you and me as well. Mm. So maybe I was wondering if we could just have a little bit of a conversation about that today and your experience and talk more about the emotions that have been coming up. Yeah, I've had this internal battle in my head of, of how much to actually talk about the process whilst I'm in the process of sharing. So it's really interesting because I did mention this, I think on episode three or four, that my biggest learning has been through actually actioning these episodes. And I've spent many years creating content, consuming content, coaching, and wanting to share all of these things, not the information, but sharing these breakthroughs I've been having internally in my life and how I've grown. So conceptually, I understand all of this stuff. And every time I learn, I want to immediately share it. I think that's the coach in me. That's the kind of teaching part of me that wants to do that. But yeah, nothing has taught me more about myself and about the process of being a creator than this podcast has. And it's put into action, like all of the things that I've understood on the surface level It's it's really helped me. Okay, so what does that look like? In terms of the self-censoring, the feeling of having eyes on you and listening to what you have to say and letting go of the thought of people judging, letting go of wanting to over-edit and go back and keep changing what I've said. It's teaching me to be in the present moment. It's teaching me to be a human being and like be a vulnerable human being to others to hopefully inspire them to do the same thing. Because I feel I like if more people did this, they would find happiness and joy within themselves if they gave themselves permission to be more who of who they truly are. Yeah. What first came to mind anyway. No, that that's good. And the the thing that I've seen is we've spoken about this before, where when you step into your power. The people around you have some decisions that they innately will make, whether it's it's unconscious or not. It's either to feel triggered 
or jealous or who knows what the emotions are, but I would just say triggered or inspired. And I can say that perhaps a younger Chris, maybe in my early 20s, might have seen what you're doing and I might have been triggered if I wasn't taking action on my own internal passions or my own internal desires. Um, and I might be like, oh man, Lisa's doing this podcast and like feel feel these negative emotions, right? But what right now what I've noticed is by seeing you on this journey, I've been inspired to continue to work on my own creative endeavors more so than I was doing. Because I guess the only way to describe it is, is it's an energy. And uh, my, what a way that I visualize it is like when, you know, the, the visualization of like the snowball that starts at the top of the hill and then it starts going down and gets bigger and bigger as collecting and it's, and it's creating momentum as it's going down. That's what I've seen. I've seen, obviously, you know, every once in a while you'll hit a bump or a snag or or something, but um, the more you do, the more momentum you create, it seems the more in flow you, you become and the easier it is to actually create these episodes. Or if it's, if it's not somebody creating a podcast, it might be writing, like you were talking about one of your episodes or, you know, painting or whatever it is. Would you agree with that, that the more you do, the more energy is around it, the easier it is to step back into that? Yes, but what I will say about that is it doesn't often feel like it's a linear progression like that. It feels like deep underneath the surface, there is obviously growth deep down, but on the surface, it feels like you're going back and forth and back and forth. And especially around the mid, I mean, it seems crazy because I've only done eight episodes. I was saying to you the other day, it feels like I've done a hundred with the amount of emotions that have come up and down. But yeah, in the midway point, it very much felt like I just wanted to throw all of it in. And if I hadn't set myself such a strong goal in the beginning and shared that, desire with you and pretty much announced it to people that this is what I was going to do um I definitely would have thrown the towel in or just shelved it temporarily and convinced myself that I needed to get my shit together more to to be able to to keep going but there's something actually really powerful about um setting that goal and keep holding yourself accountable and to keep moving because I've proven to myself that those feelings do pass and they come and go. And as uncomfortable as it is, um, they disappear if you keep moving, because if you keep moving, you don't have time to keep looking back. You stop. So, yes, I've grown for sure. But and again, I keep having a feeling like I have to apologize because it's only been like 10 episodes in. But. Yeah, it feels like it's so much more than that. So, yeah, there has been growth, but it's been very back and forth. Yeah, and you know, you could look at this and say, oh, man, they're so serious about this. They're so serious about just sharing things. But at the end of the day, uh, you're being vulnerable and you're putting things out there that normally you would just say to me or your best friends or your family, you know, and you're sharing it. And sure, who knows if if there's two people listening or 20 people listening or uh, 200 people listening. But 
the fact that you're putting it out there, you're recording and you can't go back and edit it. That's where the vulnerability lies. Mm. And from what I've seen with you, that's where the growth is. And we've had conversations about self-judgment. You go through an episode, you record something. Does it resonate with you? Does it not at the time? Or, you know, you look back to you cringe a little bit of what you said. That's not the point. And that's what I loved about when we were reading through Rick Rubin's book, when he was talking about the point of this is the creation in the moment. And to commit to that and actually put it out and then move on to the next thing and learn because, you know, we might look back at this when you're in your season five or whatever and say, gosh, I can't even listen to season one. Mm -hmm. I was so serious about it. I was so, you know, struggling so much, but without a season one, without this process, there won't be a season two, season three. You can't jump. I'd love to, but you can't jump to that stage. And also it's a real learning because, you know, I listen to so many podcasts and you read loads of books and and whatever. And there's a part of your brain, I think it's very human to go, oh, I could do that because you can, because everybody can, everyone's capable of doing something like that. But then when you actually start the process, you realize it's not as easy. When you see all the other people doing, they've all been through this first messy stage too. So you have to start knowing that you're going to go through a bit of a messy first process. And a lot of authors do say it as well, or content creators. It's like going back, if you go on your Facebook account and start looking at the statuses when status updates were first a thing. I mean, God, it's awful. Like you look at the, you read those status updates, you're like, who was I? It's like ridiculous. I'm sure I'm going to feel the same about this thing too, but I know I have to do it. And and also there's a difference between having an idea of what you think it's going to be and then the reality of it, because um, I've been writing now for a really long time. I've got lots of books. And I know you can relate to this too, Chris, because you did it with your artwork as well. I've got piles and piles of books from journaling, probably over since when I first met you, which is coming to 10 years now. And I thought to myself, I've got all this information and like things I've learned over the years and and stuff I want to share. I could just like dive into one of those books and share that. I've got so much content, so much content. And then I was opening a few of the books and I was like, I had that same feeling. I was like, who is this person? What am I talking about? I don't agree with what I've written here. Initially, I was frustrated and I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to say? But then I just had to let go. It's like, I'm not that person anymore, that I don't even believe those things anymore because I've changed. So I've got to speak from my lived present experience and just got to be really present with the process and not go back. And so so in my head, I thought I had all this great stuff. But now standing here in this time, I'm like, oh, no, it. It wasn't that great. And so this is me now. And coming back to this vulnerability of like, this is me now. And I don't know whether what I have to offer is going to be a help for people. I feel like it is on some level. Otherwise, I wouldn't be making the effort to do it. And it will be for some people. And I'm sure it will be bloody awful for other people because I'm not for them, you know? Yeah, but it's not for you to decide. That's what we're learning. It's not, it's not for us to decide who, who our content's going to land with and who it's not going to land with. But what's important is you share now because what you have to say now is relevant to, well, to us 
and it will be relevant to some other people. And, you know, you say that thing about the sketchbook. It's like, yeah, I remember saying to you at one point, I was getting frustrated because there was a point where I was drawing my sketchbook at least once a day, twice a day. Um, so I have tons of sketchbooks. I have trunks of sketchbooks. But I said to you, all of my my drawings are just like they go into the sketchbook and then they just die there. It's like I'm it's like I'm planting seeds in the dark and I'm never going to bring them out to the light. I'm never going to share them with anybody. But when I created that drawing or that sketch, there's going to be a time where I felt something. I was like, oh, this I or I'd look back the next day and I'd say, oh, I look kind of like that. That's pretty cool. But then I'm holding it back from sharing with anyone else and allowing anyone else to enjoy it perhaps or be inspired by it or completely be despised by it either way i'm holding it back from people and i think it's just important to recognize that and say what if you did go through and share a year ago or two years ago or however many whatever it was that you felt like when i say you i mean anybody who's listening you felt like you had something to share share it because if there comes a time where you do step forward and you start to share, you're going to go through the same process you're going through with the uncomfortable process of, of navigating and finding mm. your feet. It's not just going to come out perfectly polished. Yeah. And you know what? It feels good to share. And, you know, you shouldn't do it for the accolade, but I've had some lovely comments from people that reached out and said they really enjoyed some certain episodes and it feels it feels good and I'm like okay that's just an expression of how I felt in that moment and it's helped someone else and it's coming from a place of genuine like this is really authentically me there's nothing that I'm hiding behind and that's why I'm drawn to the format of the of the podcast because for me I'm not a big fan of the Instagram and the TikTok platforms where it's just such a short window in time I like that connection that you get and that intimacy that you get, that you get from a podcast. I feel like I can be a more of a true reflection of how I'm feeling and offer more in that way, in that sense. So it's nice. And for me, the the Instagram and the TikTok just is too, it's too shallow. It's not enough. And, it, and it's not a true reflection of what life is. You know, when you were consuming life in these like five to 10 second snippets, it messes with the brain. and um, don't get me wrong, like it has its place. Like I'm on Instagram all the time and I love it, but I don't think it's very good for building a body of work. I love this idea of building a body of work and growing and, and seeing my growth and people coming along for the journey. For me, that's not Instagram. For me, that's not TikTok, you know? Yeah, that resonated with me when you said that earlier when I was talking to you about multiple creative projects that, that I'm currently working on. And I I felt stuck because I was I was projecting too far ahead in the future, and then I was already editing myself and saying this isn't this isn't what I wanted to be right without just allowing it to without allowing myself to be in the process. And you said, Chris, look at this like you're building a body of work, meaning you have to create to the best of your ability whatever you can right now, and then release it, and then move on to the next thing and then recognize it as instead of this is my you know magnum opus or whatever they say this is my everything this is going to define my career it's like no 
this is just one part of like, you know, we live in Lisbon. So, you know, when you walk along the sidewalks, those little stones that make up the sidewalk, this is just one of those stones in the sidewalk, what, what you're creating for the world. And that, and that takes the pressure off the individual thing. If someone said to me, this episode, Lisa, this is the episode that everyone's going to hear. Or say, let's say I was on Instagram and someone said, this reel is the one that's going to make you go viral. So think about like, this is going to be shown to hundreds and thousands of people. All of a sudden you're like, oh, this is going to have to define me. This is going to be my thing. This is, this is going to be everything. And so all of a sudden you're blocking that flow of creativity because the thinking mind comes in and the ego comes in and all of that stuff is like this thing, this has to be it. And I don't want that. No one wants that. And that's not a very good way of looking at anything because even if one slither of your work did become viral or did get picked up and people didn't like it that doesn't define you as an entire person it doesn't define the full spectrum of who you are and what you do it's just okay people like that part but I'm working on this thing over here now you know yeah I don't want to live like that the best moments for me in creation are the moments when I'm in flow alone or with friends creating something but not thinking about how it's going to land, just being with it and enjoying it in the moment. If I'm creating something and I'm feeling energized by it, or I'm laughing at something I'm writing with a friend, that's what it's about. And then just, great, I created it. Let's just polish it to the best we can. Let's put it out there and let's have more fun. Let's go and have more fun and create things. That's what I'm learning from your experience. Instead of looking at this like, I have to do this and be so serious about it. The left brain seriousness is set a goal, set an intention, and have that dedication to meeting your marks. If you're saying, I'm going to put out three podcasts a week, you're going to do it. But when you show up to create the content, let's leave that left brain outside and let's jump into the right brain. Let's start having fun with it. Yes, it's what Amber in episode three, I think it was, when she was talking about writing her novel and she spoke about creating containers, the very practical side of things, you have to create space in your life to be creative. So create those spaces, create those containers. And I also spoke about this in the last episode of be vigilant about that space you create for yourself and protect it with everything you've got, meaning don't bring a phone. Don't be tempted to go on social media. If you're working or writing for your laptop and you're tempted to go online, find another way of writing because you're, it'll hijack your focus and your time is so precious. So create the containers, be really practical about it, and then just be in it. And then you let go of all of the left brain kind of stuff. And maybe you can talk also about how moving the body helps because you were saying that sometimes you created that container for yourself you'd go in there and then you'd feel this pressure and it would stifle the creativity. And, but then you, you said that have your phone with you after a workout and quickly make some notes because of all the inspiration that you were having. Maybe you can talk about that. Yeah. So I've been recording my podcast from my desk in my office at home. And in the beginning, I was kind of as planning out my episodes in the sense where I have my Evernote and I put like points that I want to discuss and then I'll kind of talk around those points. But I was finding that when I was sitting down at my desk and, and pressing record and I'd try and talk around those points, nothing was flowing. I was really stifled. It was almost like my brain was just completely blocked. 
And in the beginning, I was beating myself up about it. You know, all the stories come in of like, oh, you can't do this. Who are you to think that you can talk about anything? Blah, 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 blah. But I recognized that when I went to the gym, I'd go and do like a cycling class. A part of me was unlocked and my brain would just like flood through with ideas and concepts and things I wanted to talk about. So I recognized that and I was like, I can't as I run out of class and then just record a podcast. But I have got my phone with me and I can go onto voice notes, just get it out of my head and into the notes or like type it into notes or whatever. And then when I come down at my desk, I have those ideas there. So that's what it looks like for me. And that's been helpful for me. And when I'm out walking the dogs as well, um, there is definitely something about when you move your body because the whole the mind body is connected and so when you move your body it's conducive to getting that flow and opening up your mind in a different way so if you're finding that you're sitting down and you're forcing something I know that writers feel this way too um spoken about quite a lot try and move around try and move your body see if that helps because it's helped for me yeah just because you have the space or you've created that physical space to sit down and action the work doesn't mean that's the space where the inspiration is going to hit you yeah and don't don't force it don't force yourself to stay seated and be like oh this is the only time just yeah think think a little bit differently even actually just moving your body and doing a bit of yoga that can help sometimes or some breathing exercise or whatever for sure yeah i was going to say for me i noticed that the sauna and the cold plunge helps my mind like obviously movement helps like with yoga or lifting weights, but then there's something about that extreme temperatures where it really does get me out of my head. And I say, get me out of my head. It's more, get me out of my logical thinking because I'm sitting it's not logical. You know, you're just like, I'm sitting in freezing cold water. You have to be present. It brings you into the present moment and then everything quiets. And then afterwards, those thinking thoughts are gone and, and now it's just this really interesting, calm flow of yeah. ideas. Yeah, I think that's been one of the biggest learnings is priming the body, priming the body in a way. And, you know, public speakers do this or anyone that has to be in a certain state. Like athletes do it. You have to prime yourself. And I also don't think there's one way. I think everyone's so really unique and different. There are different ways. You've got to find what gives you energy and bring awareness to what drains your energy and also this experience has brought me more present to because it's such a strict schedule I put myself on with these recordings time has become really precious to me like way more precious I don't get sucked into social media at the moment because I'm very aware of my time and also I've noticed that you know this is this is an obvious thing but it's a complete drain to drain on me. So I go on social media now to share, to post things. So usually I'll go and I'll post my podcast episode and I will give myself permission to be on there a little bit, see what everyone else is doing. And send me some cute cat videos or dog videos. I know my feed is just all dog videos now. We just send, we have a group and and all I see now is because I send them so many like animal videos. It's just all dogs. Yeah, but sorry, I, I didn't. I didn't need to take you off track. But that is, you know, giving yourself a little bit of permission to have fun with it as well. That, that's yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> but also to on on that, my social. I want to say with social media because it's such a beast. 
so like my social media feed when I first became a coach when I went from teaching yoga to becoming a coach I started following all these other coaches on Instagram and I noticed that now on reflection now I realized that it was actually that was a really bad idea because I had a real problem when I first became a coach to actually get out there and start coaching people I didn't have the confidence to do it and I used to follow all these people successful coaches and it used to paralyze me because I just watch what they're doing and then I'd just be in full-on comparison mode like why am I going to be a coach there's so many other coaches out there they're like way better and um once I realized that and I unfollowed all of those coaches I was able to then be more present and carve out my own coaching career without feeling like I had to be someone else it's so powerful when you take that out of your experience you almost forget then that they exist it's it's really toxic I think to to put that in your space because then when you're scrolling every single day you're just convincing yourself that the people are better or or whatever I just think that's a really important thing to mention because you don't realize how insidious it is it, it gets right in the psyche and it can it can stop you and so now it's just a feed full of um dog videos and and, and what have you yeah but I gotta say because I'm you know me I'm not really on social media very much but when I do go on there and I see like I, I don't know a cute dog pressing a bell to go outside to pee or something or you know, some sort of bird that's, that's walking around with a, with a cat. It does, it does bring a smile on my face. <laughs> yeah. like friends, like a bird and a cat is friends. It's like, oh, that's cute. Rather than what you said, the comparison mode, I go on there and I see all these people's amazing artwork and I say, I'm never going to be anything. You know? <laughs> that's what it is. That's my point. Innately, social media isn't a bad thing. I think it's actually wonderful. And especially you know, from my day job is marketing and I want to grow my coaching business on online as well. So like I, it's a great tool so you can use it to your benefit, but you have to be really boundaried with it. So you can use it, but notice if it's hijacking you, you can take the control of it. You can unfollow people, you can follow certain inspiring people that counts that lift you up, that make you feel happy, and you can be very boundaries with your time. You can even create containers around your social media time and be like, okay, I'm going to use this for my business or to grow a bit of a following so that I can share my work. And it doesn't have to be this like black and white, really bad thing, because you do hear that a lot now. Everyone's like, you know, social media is just so bad. It's sucking your focus. Yeah, it can. Or you can change your mind about it and see it as this wonderful thing that connects people. Absolutely. Well said. So what have we learned so far? We've learned, get an idea, set up some sort of goal for yourself. Not too high achieving goal, but just some sort of goal that you can attain or you think you can attain have the dedication towards it, and then get rid of that logical mind, create something, start creating, be in that process, enjoy yourself. And if you're not enjoying yourself when you're creating, get the hell up out of that chair, go for a run, walk around in nature, go sweat somewhere, walk your dog, do something that energizes you, and then go back, create again, 
whatever it is, share it somewhere. Share if if you're resonating with what you're creating, go out and share it and then move on to the next thing. And then when you're going in social media, check out those freaking dog pictures. Check out <laughs> check out those cute animal pictures uh, and then share them with me and Lisa. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Just keep showing up as well. Just keep going no matter what it looks like. No matter Actually, no matter what it feels like, I think this is the most important thing. Keep going even if it feels really uncomfortable and know that the more uncomfortable it feels, the more you're growing and the more you're letting go and you're shedding that old part of yourself that that is so addicted to what other people think or is so addicted to having everything perfect and it feels really good when you reflect it's been good for me to sit here with you now and reflect a little bit actually because you have to remind yourself that it's very easy to lose sight of it that you're growing when you're in it so having these moments as well after to celebrate too because we have little goals don't we you and I of when you get to a certain point have those milestones and celebrate those milestones so we have a number in mind of the episode that we want to get to or take a little break. And that's a goal that we're going to celebrate when we when we get to it. It's important to do that as well because you have to have that direction. Absolutely. And I think that's a great place for us to end this episode. Great. As we come to the end of another episode, I want to remind you that the only way to make your dream a reality is through consistent action. You have to keep showing up. And this is no easy task, which is why I'm here three times a week inspiring you to align with your purpose, act with intention, and start making shit happen. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe and spread the love. Share it with your friends and family. I'd really appreciate it. And if you have an idea you'd like me to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. Or if you're interested in my coaching, I'm currently offering one-on-one online sessions. You can drop me an email at lisahorgan at pm.me to book a free introductory session. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time. Bye.